gentlemen welcome to episode 73 of beyond the blade i am your co-host chad didimenesis i'm your other co-host bill shockey and chad what do you say uh would today be a good day for reinhardt signing i, I think it would I, I think it would I, I think we finally nailed the day down I mean, we tried a few times um you know the people on twitter you know they they i, I give those people credit uh a nice clap you know, well done. Well done putting in the effort every day, tweeting the today's a good day to sign Sam Reinhart. And finally today, today was the day. Today was the great day. Yeah. I mean, um, I, we'll get into it a little bit here, but I think uh, they kind of had to get him back onto the ice here, especially with the Sheary injury and, and kind of get him with with the line mates that he's going to be with for the season. And uh, I think uh, the Sabres, you know, the prospects challenge, the training start of training camp and uh now two preseason games under the belt have been off to a good start. Yeah, you know, it's I I, I told you and you know <laughs> with the Sheary injury, all of a sudden I kinda got worried about my top six of Reinhardt not being here. Uh, right. you know, I, I told you too that I wouldn't really start worrying for the middle of next week, but it turns out that's not gonna be an issue anymore and you know, it still sinks. You might not have Sheary here, but we're gonna you know, we'll get to injuries in a little bit, but it is what it is. So there's kind of is it a lot to cover, but not really in a way. It's kind of weird. So we're gonna we're gonna start off talking about Reinhardt here in a little bit. Uh, then we're gonna get into uh, the training camp stuff. You know, the start of training camp, uh, injuries, the preseason games. And then we're gonna kind of wrap up here. We're not gonna do any spelling bee stuff today. We're gonna actually at the end, um, kind of dip our toes under the goal song conversation. That seems to be a thing on uh, Buffalo Twitter these days. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about that. But uh. Like I said, let's start with kind of stay on the topic around here, the Sam Reinhardt thing. Two years, $3.65 million per. Um, I don't know about you. I am pretty surprised the cap hit they got. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that that's a great cap hit. Good job, Jason Botterill. And it, it's tough. You know, I, I thought I thought over five, five and a half was kind of a lot. But on a long term, five and a half, six, five and a half, six made sense. I honestly thought there was no way I was getting under four four point five. 
And then sitting here today, here we are at 3.65, which to me, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can't argue with the value. Um, two years, two keeps him still as a restricted free agent, so that's good. Right. I, I mean, <clears throat> I'll say we kind of banged the drum of the longer contract, but uh, I don't know, for a while now, it's kind of seemed like short term is the way that this was going to go. Um, and if you notice, funny how it lines up with the 2020 plan. Um, yes, yes, good point, good point. So, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it, um, sort of. It's the, the value that he got him for for the next two years, you can't, you can't beat that. But, I mean, and you kind of brought this up on Twitter right after it happened, is if you got that for two years, I mean, what was the ask from the Reinhardt camp at, you know, six? Because, man, if it was five and a half, even six, I just I, I just don't see how he doesn't fulfill that contract. You know what I mean? Like 42 in his first season point-wise, 47, 50. I mean, you pretty much have a floor. And even if he's putting up around 50 for the next couple of years, I mean, that's, that's worth your five and a half. And then I, 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 I just I can only see it going up further too, especially if he's going to be playing with, um, especially now with Shiri hurt, it looks like he's probably going to start with Skinner and Eichel. Um, and I just can't see them not putting up crazy points. And so uh, it's not necessarily a bet against Sam Reinhardt because you still have him. But uh, man, if he gets into the you know high 60s, maybe even 70 range, you might have kind of you might want to had that six year deal as opposed to the two year deal. Uh, when that time comes around in 2020, because it might think, make things a little more tricky. Yeah, and, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there, and you were, you know, what you were saying. It's, yeah, you, you can't argue with the value that you got. I mean, it's, you know, that's great value for a player who arguably is a 50 point player. So you can't debate about that. But where you can get into questioning, get into debating, which is one of the reasons why I was on board with paying a long term, is even if you wanted a long term contract, like you said, what is, what, what was the ask? Like what? I don't know. He got three point six five on a two year deal. Am I get, am I supposed to believe that if he goes six years, it jumps up three million dollars? I mean, what does what it jump up? A million and a half, maybe two. When we're at five point six five, I mean, if I can lock him up for six seven years at five point six five, that seems like a steal for a guy who, like I said, is gonna play. You know, I'm sorry, you said is gonna play with Skinner. He's gonna play with Eichel. He's gonna have the opportunity to put up points. If you get second half, second half Sam Reinhardt, which I think he's closer to that than the first half Sam Reinhardt. I don't know if he's a seventy-point player at that pace, but nonetheless, I mean, I I don't know. It's you know I've said the people have asked me about it today is yeah it's fine it's a good deal I'll take it. Be prepared to pay eight million dollars in two years if you want him here, and you know that's, that's what I'm worried about. That's the same time that you know. Um, middle stat's going to be up, and then Darlene's the next year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, a lot can change. You know, twenty twenty one is that's that that's your question mark here on the league. That that's your CBA lockout year, perhaps. So there can be a new CBA that could change some things. Maybe the salary cap structure changes. So, you know, there's some question marks there. I mean, right now with Reinhardt signing, they have one, two, three, four, five. Six, six, six players under contract. 
I mean, I guess seven if you want to count, you know, Alex Nylander and Asplund, and then you get more. But right now, realistically, on the roster right now, you have six players who have contracts in the 2021 season. So it's pretty crazy. It is. And, you know, the salary cap's only going to go up. That 2021 season could be when Seattle gets into the mix here. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's it's what we talked about, that the two-year plan. There's It seems like that, you know, that's when this year is, this year is your step. You, you know, maybe you make progression where you go from a 62 to an 82-point team. And then next year is that year where you make the playoffs. And, you know, you're uh, around a 90-something point team. And then in that 2020-21 season, you know, y- you have your core in place. You have your young players, the lean, middle stat. Uh, they have the experience. You know, maybe Nylander's here. Uh, maybe Gouley's a few years in. You know, you have three first-round picks. Who knows how that's going to turn out. Maybe Jeff Skinner is still here. You know, that's another thing, too, you got to think about if you're going to sign him and he's a ufa how does that factor into this so you know it's it's it does seem like that 20 2020 21 season is the year that you are expecting to just i guess begin to go I mean, that's the way it is you know it most fans won't like hearing that it's two years away but you know that i mean that, that's kind of a realistic situation i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna run down toronto and tampa bay and boston this year maybe next year uh, and then, but definitely in two years, you should be in that conversation, you know. So it's it, it's a logical plan, and it looks like there's. I mean, there's really no arguing that that is definitely his plan because you're going to lose Bogosian by then. You're going to lose Scandella potentially off your cap. Uh, Saboka is going to be gone. Pavel's going to be gone after this season. So I mean, if you don't resign Skinner, that's more money. So it's you know, it's 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 definitely striving towards that. He wants to have a team in place in two years that's really going to start, I guess you could say, to be a contender in this league. And I'm curious, you know, how that how that plays how that plays out here. So, you know, going back, I've met the Reinhardt itself. It's it's interesting. You know, it, it makes sense how it's two years. Not that's what I've been hearing the last couple of weeks. That was the focus, a short term deal. And I guess it works with the term. But like I said, if you want him here long term. In two years, you're looking at Mark Stone type money. So just be ready for that to hit you in two years. That's that's really what I want to make clear. Yeah, and then just kind of a couple of things to wrap it up here is uh, <clears throat> first off, the good thing is that they're doing kind of a complete roster, not a complete roster, but basically like a salary cap flip, so that right. they're yep. getting all the dead money out. They can get in the, their own guys, and but the good thing is. In the next two years, it shouldn't just be we're waiting for 2020-2021 to finally see the team be good. You should be see progression this year. You should see even more next year. And I, they could even be, you know, like you said, potential making the playoffs next year. So uh, it's it, the the nice thing about the plan is he's got everything in place for 2020 to basically be a clean slate but at the same time he's still got guys here now that the team can compete and potentially you know exceed expectations for where they're supposed to be even this year um and then the second thing would be on the on the Reinhardt contract kind of the thing that also makes me nervous too is like what you've seen is three years of Reinhardt but three years of Reinhardt on a bad team and so you got it you're taking a young player who assumedly is going to get better himself, but then the team around him is getting exponentially better as well. Now you got Dalene on the team, 
if you have Skinner on his line, you could tell, at least I could notice yesterday in the preseason game, that first power play unit was really missing him in front. Um, so yeah, I, agree. Yep. I, I think when, once he gets back, I just, I don't know. I just really think what he's put up so far is a floor. Um, and there's kind of only one way to go for him and that's going to be up. And the, the, the scary thing about it is it's going to be nice for two years, but how far up does he go in those two years? And if he goes up, you know, a decent amount, like you said, you're, you're going to be looking at some, you know, paying, paying up a pretty penny when that time comes in 2020. I guess the weird thing is, in your opinion, at, the, at this point, now that we know what the contract is, why the heck did it take so long? Uh, you, you have to think the Sabres played hardball. That would be my guess. And, I mean, there, there's, there's just there's no way in my mind that that value is what Reinhardt and his camp wanted. So, I would imagine, yeah. So I, I think they kind of ran this as far as they could in a way. And maybe they wanted to make a point that they're going to miss a few days to a week of training camp and kind of see if the Sabres blinked or flinched. And when they didn't, then maybe the agent was like, all right, Sam, this is, it is what it is. Take your money for two years and bet on yourself. And, you know, if it works out for you, it's going to benefit you even longer in the long term. So, And the yeah, Sabres aren't right. going to pay him. Somebody else is going to pay him. So at the end of the day, he's yeah. getting his money if he believes in himself, which I'm sure he does. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. You know, I think, I I think the do. term itself was decided a couple of weeks ago to a month ago, and then it was just really – seeing who blinked first on money. It looks like it was Reinhardt's side. Makes sense to me. So the good news is he should be at training camp tomorrow or today when mm-hmm. listening to this podcast. And then the Sabres are in Toronto. We'll do the home and home with Toronto this weekend. So it's likely they'll play in one of those two games. So training camp got underway last week. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday were the first on-ice sessions. Uh, scrimmage on Sunday. And then a game on Monday and Tuesday, which were both victories. So, we'll start back with, uh, where do I want to go here? Let's start with kind of training camp players that, I guess I guess the days that I was there who stood out to me, and then okay. we can kind of get into the, you know, to the preseason games and then the injuries. Uh, I will say the first thing that kind of jumped out at me, and it was evident the first day of practice, maybe this is kind of where I'll start, um, are two guys who talked a lot about this summer and not in a good way. And that's Johan Larson and Zemgis Gergensens. It was pretty evident on day one. Yeah. Uh, as much as Halsey's going to tell you not to look that deep into the lineups he had, uh, both Larson and Gergensens were playing with players who are most likely headed for the AHL. So me, to me, that signifies that they're dropping down the roster and not that high in favor. And... I don't know what that means for them. It means are they going to be on the trade block for training camp is over? Are they going to just be waived? Is one of them going to hang around as the extra forward here? Uh, you know, depending you know how the Sherry injury plays out, that's possible. So it's it, it's interesting that guys like C.J. Smith, uh, Evan Rodriguez, which isn't really a surprise, but Bailey, uh, Baptiste, even you know Nylander, you know they're they're getting the opportunity to play with Berglund and to play with you know more experienced players. Over Gergensen's, over Larson. Now I will say for Gergensen's, from the day, the couple days that I noticed in training camp and I was there, is he he looks quicker. Uh, I thought he had a few good days of practice, but where I, I think it struggles, it's it's for me is I'm not going to deny his efforts there. 
just something isn't working. And I don't know what it is. Maybe he just in general needs a new opportunity. And maybe that is kind of what is holding him back from, I guess, reaching whatever his potential is. We don't really know what that is. It's it's really not what it was three years ago, probably, but probably but maybe better than what we've seen the last two years. It so like I said, I want to give him credit for putting in the effort because the effort is there. It's just it's it's not working, it's not translating on the ice, it's not translating in games, he's not he's just he's not showing, he's not being effective offensively. And, you know, I, I can't rely on him to be that defensive guy anymore. I have other guys who can do that and give me offense. I don't need that from him. And then in terms of Larson, it's just it's just something that's you know, it's I, I, I barely notice him. I barely notice him in practice. I barely notice him in the games. I barely notice him in the scrimmage. The only time I notice him is when I realize when he's carrying the puck up the ice, it looks like he can't wait to get rid of it. He just he doesn't feel comfortable with the puck. He fumbles it. He just flicks it away. He makes panic plays with it. Just He doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe he's another guy where it's just... It, it, it's just not working here. And, you know, maybe he'll have a better career somewhere else, but I feel like here it's not going to work. And... It's trending towards not being that way, but with these two players in particular, you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping that it doesn't. They don't just put them on the roster because they have to. They need waivers. No one's traded for them. That's kind of one of my fears. And like I said, it's trending towards not happening to me, but it, it's still a fear I wake up with. And, you know, every day thinking about this team that that's what's going to happen come October fourth. Yeah, we kind of hit on that last week where we were saying that <clears throat> if guys are close. I would much rather see the newer guys and see what they can do at the NHL level as opposed to the guys that have been here for a little while and it's really not working, giving them another chance to kind of disappoint us one more time. But yeah, Larson, I agree with. For me, before he got injured, he was playing pretty well. Uh, Right, he was. He was. And someone said to me on Twitter yesterday, before that injury, he he was, was a different player. Yeah, I actually, I was pretty high on Larson. And then he got hurt and he came back and it just... Like you said, he just he hasn't been the same, and he just hasn't really been able to find his game. Gergensen's on the other hand, I mean, that guy's just had a weird career so far. <laughs> I mean, you think yeah. about you know yeah. playing on the first line, making the All Star game because of his country, and then the last two years basically being non-existent on a really bad team. Um, so I agree with you in the, the respect where I think both guys just need a change of scenery, um, and I would much rather be giving a guy like you know whoever it is, Nylander, Smith, Bailey, Baptiste, giving them more of a chance at the NHL level than they have had in the past than giving, you know, like you said, Gergensons or Larson another crack. Those guys, I mean, it's it's tough. It's unfortunate because, like you said, they're, they're especially Gergensons, you, you definitely can see it. He's coming out. He's fine. Uh, the game last night, he looked pretty, he actually looked pretty good, especially early. But, again, they're playing against the, you know, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Right, right. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. They're they're interesting, but I, like you said, I think they're they're more of a case of them still being here kind of gives them the gives Housley the out or the opportunity to just put them on the team and I don't necessarily know that that's what's best for the team at this point. No, and I, and I agree. And that kind of transitions into maybe our next our next area here and you know, there's it's not like there's not players that are that are not standing up or stepping up. Right. There are. You know, Nylander has been fantastic since the prospects challenge uh he looks like a different player he's playing with confidence he looks bigger he's going to the dirty areas uh he's battling for pucks he looks better defensively at least he did in the preseason game that i saw 
uh, the scrimmage, I thought there was a few mistakes still, but the preseason game, I thought he was much more calm and collected in, in the defensive zone. So it's crazy, you know, where a little bit of confidence, you know, gives a hockey player. You know, confidence, I think, is very underrated in this league, what it can do to a player. And, you know, it looked like in that game against Columbus that he was playing with confidence. He was seeing the ice. He was comfortable to make those passes and try to make, be a playmaker. So, and that's good to see from him. And, you know, my thing is with Nylander is I'm happy that what he's doing so far is good. And he had a great game against Columbus. But I need him to do that two more times. Yep. He, he can't play good against Columbus and then not really do anything the rest of the preseason. That's not going to work. He's going to be in Rochester. He has to do it again, and then he has to do it again. And then maybe then he can continue. He can be considered a locking down of a spot. At this point, through the preseason, through training camp, I will say he's played well, but I don't think it's by any means locked anything down. And then you have Asplin, you know, who's, I, I thought, quietly been playing well. Uh, Tage Thompson looks extremely good. I thought he was the stand all the three days of practice I was there. He carried over into the game. Uh, Soboka looks like he's going to be a pretty decent player. Berglund looks to be fitting in pretty well. CJ Smith thought had a had an all right game, uh, you know, last night against Pittsburgh. So that's good to see. Uh, Bailey had a good start against Pittsburgh, but he kind of tailed off. Uh, yep. Baptiste has had his moments here and there where he's kind of flashed, but nothing crazy. So. You know, to kind of tie all this together, then I'll kind of let you talk about some of the guys that you like too, um, at least on offense or even more. Um, that's the thing it, it, that makes it difficult for Larson and Gergensons, and even <laughs> we talked about last week is Bailey and Baptiste. Is this next wave is here, and they're performing now. So now we're seeing them play, and they're stepping up and playing, so that even puts more pressure on those guys. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing, like you said, we're seeing a lot of good. I mean, for me, it was... Nylander in that Columbus game was really good. Those passes he made to set up those goals were what you want to see. And um, it's good to see him kind of putting that all together. But like you said, you need to see that two more times because once is not going to do it. Uh, Thompson has just been he's, – I mean, he's big. And he he is move. a monster. He, he is, is an <laughs> absolute monster. And he can move and he has good stick skills. So that's, that's impressive for a guy that big. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely – the more and more I'm seeing of Thompson, uh, the more and more I'm getting excited – uh, especially because a lot of people are hinging the O'Reilly trade on what he can be, can be, uh, and if he can keep that up, we might be doing all right. Moving on, it's it's tough because Bailey and Baptiste are kind of you know at this point they're just kind of lumped together because they're the two guys that have been here a while and they're getting passed and right right man Bailey I was excited his first shift he came out flying he did he had a really nice yep. hit he had a takeaway he had a breakaway that he should have scored on. And then, like you said, though, he just kind of disappeared. I don't really think I really noticed him that much the rest of the game. And Baptiste, for at least for me, was kind of non-existent the entire game. I mean, he had some nice plays here and there, but he's going to have to do a lot more if he's going to you know, be pushing for a spot the next couple games on this roster. Uh, I mean, other than that, like you said, it's, it's, it's kind of just reiterating what you said with you know, Berglund and Saboka. I think they're going to fit in a little bit better than maybe people were giving them credit for when the trade went down. Um, I guess the, the interesting thing to me is with Shiri being week to week and not to get ahead on injuries here, but I do want to plug this in real quick with him being week to week. If he's not going to make it, there's another spot there. Uh, so maybe if somebody like Nylander wasn't going to make it, he now has an extra chance to make it. And then if he does, then he's got to prove that he has, that he can stay and that he's not the first guy that gets sent back down 
once Shuri is healthy. But uh, yeah, I just want to throw it in there because it's it's there's one more spot now and it's top six spot. So talk about you know next man up. Here's your opportunity, guys. You know you got all these guys looking for those spots, and there's an extra spot and an extra spot where if somebody takes advantage of that opportunity, they could really flourish being that it would be with, I would assume maybe like a middle stat and, and a poso or something. No, I mean, that's a great point. And that, you know, that ties in, you know, not only on offense, but on defense too. And, you know, that, that's kind of the point here. It's a point I'm going to bring up Lawrence pilot. You know, I, I thought he's been fantastic so far. Uh, I immediately noticed his puck moving ability and his skating ability in the practices uh, and he's a guy who's he's not flashy, but he, he gets it done, you know. And in that, and I think that the, like the Eichel play that breakaway in the game, the shorthanded game, the shorthanded goal, you know, it's it's. I don't know if one hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty confident he flicked that puck up, knowing Jack Eichel's, and he can try to run it down. Where he has the IQ, the ability to understand that, and the acumen to make that play to be able to do that, and he puts the puck on people's stick. You know, he's tape to tape passer. He doesn't seem to get flustered easily. He, you know, he's a small guy, but it, his, say his size doesn't affect him. And, and again, it's very early. So, and I'm 100% expecting him to be down in Rochester, Rochester to start the season. You know, I, I put on Twitter, and I've even told you is, you know, I'm ready to have a conversation about him. But at the end of the day, I think he's going down. I may not like it, but I think it's going to happen. But you know, the Bogosian thing being in the air. Hunwick being out indefinitely makes me wonder. Honestly, makes me wonder if we're ever going to see him wear a Sabres jersey because I can see that not happening. Mm-hmm. But Bogosian's very interesting. You know, it's he said he was one hundred percent. He practiced Friday, Saturday, and then we haven't seen him on the ice since Sunday. So he's supposed to get on the ice tomorrow. We'll see if that actually happens. But if he doesn't, then I'm going to start thinking there's something there because. I don't know. I mean, I, I would be told that, you know, it will, Sherry was a maintenance day. All of a sudden, he's week to week. You know, last remember last season with Nylander, he was just, you yeah. know, a maintenance day, and he ended up missing two months. So this this coaching staff from regime has an, has a a reputation <laughs> of not saying how bad things really are and turning out they're pretty bad. So you know, Bogosian wasn't on injury report that the Sabers released, but. I think there's something there. For I understand you're taking it slow, but for a guy to not skate for three days now, you can't tell me there's not something there. So you know, and that again, that gives an opportunity to a guy like Pilot, Gooley, uh, Casey Nelson, and even Nathan Bolu, who I don't, I don't want to leave out here with how well he played in that Columbus game. You know, I thought he played pretty well in the practices, and the Nathan Bolu that we saw against Columbus was the guy I expected to see last season. Yep. He was aggressive. He was carrying the puck up the ice. He was in the game offensively. He didn't have a lot of turnovers or a lot of mistakes in his own zone. So, again, he has to consistently show that he can do that. You know, it's the same thing like Nealander, maybe not to such an extreme extent, though, but, okay, you had one good game, now go do it again and again. I need you to show me you can do it consistently. Because you had some good games last season here and there, but the consistency is what hurt him so much. So... You know, I, I think that it's off to a good start for him, and if he's going to play that way, I'm okay with him being on this roster, and, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. But two other guys I want to quickly touch on, and I'll let you kind of wrap up this part of it. 
Uh, Ristolainen looks like a monster. It looks like the oh, training yeah. camp or the training that he did in the offseason is really paying off. <laughs> also, I liked how he was very aggressive yesterday offensively. Yep. I think if he plays that style, that's excellent. Um, a healthy Jake McCabe is a very good Jake McCabe. Uh, he also looked very good coming back from that shoulder injury. So if that's a Jake McCabe, you're going to get with with Darlene, and then you're going to get an upgraded Nathan Beaulieu, and you're going to get Rissa Line to put that in offensively, and then you have Scandella, and you have Gooley, and you have Nelson. All of a sudden here, my defense doesn't look so bad. So, you know, that that's that's good news for this team, I think. And, you know, we'll kind of see how, like I said, all plays out here with Bogosian. I think he's kind of the wild card in all this. But uh, I, I will say defensively, I think this team might be in a better situation that we even thought. And we knew it was improved from last year, but maybe it's better off than we thought if if a healthy McCabe sticks around and Ristolainen plays this way and Bolu kind of steps up his game. So that's you know that, that's only good for this club. Yeah, and uh, I mean, to wrap up the pilot thing too, I, it's funny because he's wearing that, you know, number 24. So it, it, you said how he's playing kind of like a quiet but a solid game. There's a lot of times I find him kind of like around the net or below, even below the net. Yep. yep. You just don't even realize because of the number. And then you're like, oh, look, it's Pilot carrying it down that low. And uh, yeah, I mean, if we can see more of that, all the power to him. I hope he sticks around. But yeah, I mean, Risto's just been a monster. He's had a couple huge hits. And on top of it, though, which he's kind of always been this way, but he has a huge hit. And then he also gets the roughing penalty afterwards. Like he, Right. He draws you know, the penalty. Yep. Draws the penalty. Yep. So for him to like not get involved in that afterwards too, that's huge. Uh, because if he's going to play that way and have you know nice clean hits and then not get involved after and get a power play for it, it's only going to help the team. But yeah, McCabe. It's funny because when I was watching him last night, I actually said out loud to myself, "We were calling him the odd man out." And uh, yeah, it's he, crazy. I think crazy. he was actually one of the you know one of their best defensemen the other night. He. You know, he's pretty solid defensive end. He had a couple nice hits. He had a couple nice plays in the offensive zone. Uh, I remember last year, he was actually getting himself into position or even finding himself around the net with the puck, but he wasn't finishing. Uh, And he finished last night when he found himself around the net. So, I mean, if he can keep that up, I I agree with you. I think the steps are there that they're finally going in the right direction. Uh, You're seeing the D activate more, get more involved. Uh, Darlene's doing his thing. I, you know what? I will say I did notice the nerves a little bit. Uh, In the beginning, yesterday. I did too. I, I yep. think, you know, it's, there was definitely, and you can even tell when he was carrying the puck, you know, he, those two, those two plays in particular, the one where he got, you know, he, Derek Grant, you know, stepped, knocked <laughs> the puck away, which is kind of funny. Uh-huh. And the second one where he kind of got lucky, he got the puck knocked away, but he kind of stayed it with a skate. Um, yep. you know, I, I feel like in most situations that, he's going to make that play. And also, I do want to say, too, which I think is important that I want to get out here, is I'm okay with that play every single time. Uh, I, I texted you this yesterday. There's He may cost you three to four goals a season trying to make those plays. But you know what? He's going to get you 10 to 12 goals a season making those plays. So, and like you said, the same thing with Eichel. You're, you're going to have your yep. turnovers because he's going to make plays. But I want that. I want creative players on my team who are not afraid to make mistakes. Continue to try to stick handle around defense. Exactly. Continue to try to stick handle around players. Please do it because the majority of the time you're going to pull that off once you're comfortable in this league. So I just want to put out there and make sure that that's on the record that I have absolutely no issue with him doing that and continuing to do that. 
And I also hope the coaching staff has no issue with him doing that because it'll be a shame they try to lock him up because of a few mistakes here and there. Yeah, totally. And I, I especially early on, I think you're going to see, for me, I was noticing him giving up the puck a little bit too. Like, I, I feel like, you know, being new to the league, his first preseason game, you know, he's the youngest on the team. And don't forget of, the ice size too, because he even mentioned after the game yesterday that it took some getting used to that ice size. I didn't think it'd be a big deal for him, but he mentioned yesterday it's something that he has to get used to. So that's something not to forget either. Right. And, and I, I feel like you could see that in the respect where he he just, I, I felt like he was giving up the puck a little too much. Like, you know, the skill that he has, you know, the speed that he has. When he had the puck, there was times where I was, you know, again, saying to myself, but, uh, you know, carry it, skate with it. And I, I felt like he had more room than he maybe thought that he had. And he was giving it up a little bit much or banking it off the wall to try and get it up to somebody or putting it into an open wing. I, it's going to come, and it'll come quickly. But I, I just feel that you could definitely see, and we might even see, you know, maybe the first 10 games where he's more likely to give up the puck where we have seen that he can carry it. Um, and, and just, I, at least I was looking for him to carry it a little bit more because I know what he can do. Um as opposed to giving it up to somebody like Oposo who's sitting at the blue line. Like, carry it yourself. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that'll come. I, all good things. That, that one movie he made was pretty nasty, even though, like you said, he had to catch it with a skate. He did. So, um, all, I mean, all good there. You know what? The only thing that I will say is <laughs> I know his Borgen's just not ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought he looked really too. good. Yep. Yeah, he looked really good in camp. He looked good in the scrimmage uh, early. But... Uh, just watching him yesterday, I just there's plays in his own end. He was, you know, throwing it up the middle of the ice, getting it picked off. I just he needs definitely one more year at least. Um, but other than that, like like you said, kind of as a unit, uh, they're kind of coming together here. Uh, the power play, they need to <laughs> work on a little more. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's part of that's having some new pieces in there too. You know, and, and you, you said, you know, missing Reinhardt in front. I think that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and I think too in preseason too. To be fair, you're probably trying that extra pass more or looking for the pretty play as opposed to just getting the puck on the net because, you know, hey, it's preseason. Let's see what we can do. But um, what I think yeah, will be definitely... interesting, though, on the power play, sorry to cut you off, is I want to oh. get in really quick, is that power play always ran through Eichel. So is it going to run through Deline now or is it going to still kind of run through Eichel? Is it going to run through both of them? You know, that's kind of something that I, I think, think those two are going to kind of try to fill out with each other. I don't know if I like them both on the point either. No, but Eichel has that shot from the side, which, you know, and then know, you, yeah, but you, you want that lean at the there. you want that lean at the top, you know, as he's your quarterback basically. It'll be interesting because it was only one game, so I'm I'm interested to see with Reinhardt what it looks like the next time. I will say this too is I because uh, we had a conversation about that middle stat play on that part of five on three, <laughs> and you know you said you know I said to you I said middle stat has to shoot that, and then you replied back real you know I, I thought it was a good pass, and then I told you like. I, I had the ability to, to freeze the, the my TV and go back and look at it. So I, I will say, because I think, I think the pass from Darlene to Middlestad is what caught Middlestad off. Yeah. So I will say, I always say the same thing with Jack Eichel, always be prepared for the pass. Because if you think he can't get it to you, he's going to get it to you. So that that's my that, that's my thing. You know, Middlestad never looked at the net. He got the puck, I think, kind of not expecting it, and then threw it across, not realizing how open he was and how much time he had. Uh, which again, it's the first preseason game, so that's not unexpected. But I do want to just say that you know, always, always be expecting the pass from Darlene because most situations it's going to get to you. 
Yeah, that was actually really funny because I was ready to defend Middlestad in that play, and then you sent me the screenshot, and he had half the net. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, maybe. <laughs> maybe he should have been ready. <laughs> exactly. The goalie wasn't even looking. He was <laughs> at the top of the crease. But... Yeah, right. He had the puck in a second, and the goalie was still at the top of the crease. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so that, I mean, that, <laughs> that bar was a little funny, but I mean, I, I think it's you got to remember, you only played, what, four games, five games last year? So six, yeah. I, six. So I, it's, it's going to come. And, and I think that as this all starts to come together, I, I'm i starting to see some special things, too. I don't want to forget that. Is there's a lot of even, – even the small things, the, the passes, the speed through the neutral zone. The breakout, the transition. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff we just haven't seen the last couple of years, and, and we're starting to see it. And I, I feel like it's only going to get better here as, as we – you know, get through the preseason, get into the regular season. So, dare I say, I'm getting excited. So, and that's... I mean, and you're well in your reason. And you know, part of it is I'm trying to tell myself too, which I tweeted yesterday: is they're playing well, which is good, is awesome. They're supposed to be, but you also played the Penguins minor league team yesterday. So, you know, some things may not be as good as they look. Uh, some things may be as good as they look. So. I, I think right. I'd be I would be more concerned if they didn't play that well against that roster they played yesterday. Then I might be concerned. Yeah, um, I, more than I I'm over happy than how good they played. Right. I mean, I think they played. I, I think where you can separate it is they controlled the play. They had double the shots on net in the first period. They were anybody who watched the game knew that they were the better team. However, right. I think even with the Penguins' full roster. Like that past the middle stat is happening anyways. Oh yeah, definitely. And the go- and the goalie's probably in the same position. So I-, I mean things like that I think are what what you're looking for, like once those start going in, um I, I think that'll carry whether it's, you know, Sidney Crosby on the ice or you know whoever whoever else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean fair enough. And makes and there's no reason not to be excited. So that's you know, it's we haven't seen this type of play in a while, and like I said, there's things you can pick out. You can see the breakups, the transition, the passing. You know, it, it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's always that's always going to be there. And I think the Penguins goalie actually played really good, really well yesterday. I, I feel like it, yeah. the score could have been more lopsided than it actually was Especially before the they right before they even before the Sabres took their foot off the pedal in the third period. But um, you know, that's so that's that's good to see. And one thing I do want to mention before we flip into the end here, talk about the goal song. Um, Olmark and Hutton, two games yeah. pretty much, one goal out. So the goaltending looks pretty good. I thought Olmark played really well against Columbus, even the first period when they were kind of back on their heels and started slow. I think he made some really good saves. And Hutton just looked solid. I mean, I don't think he made anything flashy besides maybe one or two, but in general he just looked solid, looked comfortable, and it's good to see. Sound. Right. And it's you know, we've seen the goaltenders here before that. You know, it just wasn't wasn't that type of players. So that that's good to see. And I do want to give props to Scott Wedgwood who made a game saving save in that redirection that you know, that redirect at the uh, end of the third period because they could have tied the game right there. So that was a nice kick save. So I want to give him credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure all the people who are working the game appreciated it not going to overtime. Right. Although we we could have seen some Eichel Middlestat Dalene three on three, which might have been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, they I think that positionally they look pretty good. Um, just a, a little joke. Um, I will say there was one point where someone tried to shuffle it, stuff it short side, and 
whoever I think it was Almar came over and made the save and like, not this year. No no weak wins against the post. Exactly. Getting across. <laughs> so. That might have been the most infuriating thing for me about Leonard is those those ones on the post. Mm-hmm. So about forty minutes in here, so we're not gonna waste a l I don't even need to spend a lot of time on it, but there's a lot of talk about uh the goal song and people wanting to change it. So I'll ask you your opinion first. Yeah, I'm going to spend like a couple minutes on this. Uh, would you be interested in changing it, or do you kind of want to stick with what they have now? Honestly, to me, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily hate it enough to... I don't even necessarily know that I hate it, to want it to change. I mean, I will say that when the vote happened to choose the current song, it was the song that the players chose. So, I mean... That's a good point. I mean, if, that, if that's the song that they want, then whatever. I, I don't think it's really going to affect anybody in the in the stands too much. Um, I know it's kind of a cop out, but I guess I'll just say that we have, we've seen a, a low amount of goals the last couple of years. So as long as they're scoring more this year, I don't necessarily care what what comes on once once it goes into the back of the net. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I you know to to keep with the conversation and the topic at hand, I do. I guess I don't have a, a song in mind, but I do like the ones where, you know, so Chelsea Dagger is probably my favorite. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but, you know, you got you got the part where you get the, you know, the scream in the beginning to kick everybody off, and then you get the, the do-do-do-do-do where everybody can sing right, along yep, to yep. it. So and I think that's kind of key for goal songs is you got to, you know, get the fans fired up once it happens and then give them something to sing along with or you know, cheer along with as it's, you know, playing, I guess. Uh, but I mean, other than that, it's, I don't have really a song in mind that I would like to change it to. Um, and I actually don't even really hate I the one, the one they have right now kind of gets everybody going. So I can, I can live with it. Fair enough. So I, I'm kind of with you, you know, I, I'm, I'm whatever. If, if they're not going to change it, I'm fine with it. I think it's all right. It's fine. Uh, I spent some time today trying to find a song, and I kept coming back to one particular, and I sent you the audio of what I'm going to play now earlier, because you're not going to be able to hear it in your headphones when I play it back now. But this is, I think, the only song in my head I would change. That's something else, a different idea, but I'm going to play it, and this is kind of how I envision, if I'm going to change a goal song, kind of how I, this is the song that I would go with. So I'm going to play it right now. Hold on. So everybody knows that song, you know, that that's the Swords of a Thousand Men song. And that kind of has, like you said, it kind of has that part in it where it kind of had that, you know, as the song was playing, I was muted and I was kind of making the noise to myself and kind of singing along. So it kind of, it has that part in it. And the one thing I added too, you'll notice in the horn, I kind of sold from San Jose. You know, I liked how they, they, they do it. They, they have the horn and they have like a three or four second delay and they kind of hit the horn again. You know, I think it kind of fits in with the song pretty well, how it's done. So that's. I don't know. If you're going to change it up, that's kind of the route I would go, but I'm not expecting that. I think that'd be a pretty cool song to go with. The Saber, the Soar, the Connections, but I'm not by any means expecting that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they don't change around too much. 
as it is, even when the fans want some different in-game experience. So I necessarily wouldn't expect, unfortunately, too much of a change when it comes to the goal song. No, I mean neither. But it's a good conversation. Maybe we'll explore it later down the road when we're bored in the offseason of like August, something like that next year. Uh, so, I kind of covered everything. You know, we talked about Reinhardt and the injuries and some guys who stood out. Talked about a lot of different players. Uh, and now it's kind of Toronto this weekend, uh, Columbus and Pittsburgh, I think it is again next week. And then I think somebody else, and I don't know who. And then two weeks from tomorrow slash today, the Bruins are in town and we're getting this baby started. So it's kind of crazy how the season is quickly coming up on us here, sneaking up on us, and it's going to be showtime pretty soon. So it's it's good. The practices, the few, first few preseason games, you know, have, have kind of got me even more looking forward to the season. Uh, covering hockey again, I told you, being in the rink has kind of rejuvenated me, if you will, you know, being there covering hockey, being in a hockey rink, watching hockey. Uh, so that's exciting. It's exciting to have hockey back in my life, and I'm really looking forward to kind of getting the season going, that's for sure. Yeah, me too, especially a season with a little more hope this year. If nothing else, we're going to have some new, fun toys, if you will, to watch and and judge and, and follow along for the, the entirety of the season. So uh, I think it, no matter what happens, it's going to be an enjoyable season this year, and I'm definitely looking forward to covering it with you and joining joining the fans on the ride the ride will be fun this year so we hope and if it's not fun then god save the queen because i don't know what to do that (laughs) 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 if it's not fun then we got some problems (laughs) yeah we have some real big problems and i don't want to have some of those conversations that we'll have to have so we'll we'll just kind of leave it at that i'm tired Uh, of those conversations yeah yeah me too i don't want to talk about jack hughes uh, anyways, um, so to kind of wrap this up, make sure you follow us on Twitter at BTP Hockey and continue to interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and all other social media avenues. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, share on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, uh, and pretty much anywhere else where you can hear a podcast. We're going to be there. Uh, Dab of the Blade, make sure you check it out. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out over there. And also you'll be able to find our podcast there as well and i think that's it oh yeah patreon page make sure you check that out as well because we have some cool things up there so that's it uh bill you and i have a bachelor weekend ahead of us here to look forward to now that this is out of the way so looking forward to that a little time away and a little fun with uh with the guys and lovely toronto ontario canada so that'll be uh that'll be a fun little weekend here ahead of us I know we're such uh, dedicated guys here at BTV. We almost went to the Toronto game. Against we Buffalo. did. We, we we thought about it, but um, honestly, if, if it wasn't in Niagara, we probably would have went. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I, I didn't tell you. Uh, the Niagara game was this past weekend, uh, but the game actually the game actually is in Toronto. It's at it's not Air Canada Center. It's like Scotia Bank, whatever now, but it is in Toronto. Uh, but I like the ticket prices, and they're kind of crazy for a preseason game because it's Toronto. Sounds about right. But nonetheless, yeah. it, it is in Toronto, so the good thing, Radabar, it'll at least be on TV. Well, that's the good part. Blow, Leafs, blow. <laughs> John Tavares is overrated. No, I'm just kidding. He had two goals yesterday. <laughs> Maybe not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. 
he'll be he's good in solo Toronto. Yeah, maybe they'll just maybe William Nylander will just sit out the entire year and that'll hurt them. But I doubt that too. Well, they just hope their defense sucks. That I'm not sure that's going to be an issue. So we'll see kind of how that goes out for them. But you know that's Toronto's problem. Good luck, Toronto. I'm kidding. Not good luck. Oh, that kind of crashed and burns for you. <laughs> Anyways, I hope Ottawa beats you every time. Nah, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. All the way Ottawa looked last game. We're we're a team. We're a team. We are a team. That was the worst. Oh, that was the worst. I'm glad you brought it up here at the end. That was, that was so bad. And you could like see it in his face too. If you haven't seen the video, please go watch it. Uh it's on TSN, the TSN TSN Sports Net, whatever. The guys ask him, you know, ask Dorian what is he looking forward to or what is he most excited about or whatever. Something left, something along those lines. Or what is it most be optimistic about with the Senators? Yes, and he has pure panic face. And it's a good, it's a good four second silence. It is a good four or five second. It, it's like that Ben Affleck gif where he like, <laughs> "Hello, darkness, my old friend." Looks into like to, into the distance, and then it comes out with, "We're a team." And <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, for now, Pierre Dorian, your Ottawa Senators are a team in the National Hockey League. For now, <laughs> for now. Let's see how long that goes for you. <laughs> Oh, Ottawa fans, man. I, 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 I don't feel bad for that franchise because of the terrible moves they made. I feel really bad for that fan base. The fans that are left, at least. That's like you see, they, they have like other under four thousand season ticket holders next year. Like, good. That building's gonna have like that building's gonna be like Florida and Carolina esque, and it's gonna be bad. It might be worse. It get out be. the blanket. Get out the tarps. Yeah, you tarp yeah, off three quarters of your arena because. I don't know. Wait till Duchesne and Stone are gone and Anderson are gone too because that that's what's happening next. And oh, now I like to watch teams crash and burn our division in a way, but that seems like that's just cruel and unfair, you know. By the way, for mentioning teams in our division, because um, I saw this clip before the podcast came on, uh, if Max Domi is not suspended for sucker punching Aaron Eckblad, I might explode because that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, yeah, it was pretty ugly. That needs to be handled. That's it's, <laughs> you know, I mean that, that I know that's Mon- that's Montreal top center. Look at look at Montreal. They're going to go trade for a winger, try to make him a center, and then they're going to move the guy who did the last year to Duran, who they was a winger to try to make a center. They're moving him back to the wing, but they're bringing another guy who was a winger into the just Montreal, just Bergevin, Bergevin being Bergevin. Gotta love it. And Zetterberg retired, so you know there's that too. Yeah, good news for the Sabres. And Patch Reddy's gone. Yeah. Patch Reddy's gone. Carlson's gone. Everybody gone. Everybody gone. <laughs> we go. We go. We gone too. We gone. We going to Toronto now. So, Pachet and Bill, we're out of here. We will talk to you next week after, probably after all the preseason, after Toronto, after Columbus again. So, you had a few more preseason games in here, and then we'll probably have a pretty good idea who's going to be sticking around, at least on the roster, and probably even have some cuts under our belt too. So, uh, yeah, one team had already had cuts today. Yeah, and the Sabres sent a few guys back. They sent Picard back, and they sent, you know, Luke and him back. But they'll have some bigger yeah. cuts, I'm sure, coming here soon. Especially with Amherst camps already next week. So good times ahead for all of us. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go to the next one, and we will talk to everybody soon. See ya. Problem, problem.
Call the cops! They're on them! Call the cops! They're on them! Call the cops!